Hi, and welcome to Take Some Time Off with me, your host, Maeve. I am an educator, a yoga teacher, and a wellness advocate who recently quit her job in New York City and moved across the country to Salt Lake City, Utah to take some time off. This podcast explores what it means to use my time productively and offers weekly suggestions for mindful and meaningful uses of your time too. Stay tuned. Burnout doesn't necessarily mean that you're working yourself to the bone. Sometimes burnout means that you're working for something that you just don't resonate with. OMG! I am so glad you're here. Uh, The voice that you just heard is that of Natalie Reese. Natalie is Take Some Time Off's first ever guest interview, and she could not have been a better fit. So Natalie and I went to high school together and basically lost touch. But when we got together to have this conversation, we instantly connected over yoga, mindfulness, and our desire to make really intentional use of our time. Natalie has, since high school, created a truly inspiring Instagram account and a product called Words Meet Walls. She combines calligraphy, inspirational messages, and street art into this one beautiful combination. Throughout this conversation, I was struck by Natalie's groundedness, her poise, and this sort of like organic wisdom that just seems to spill out of her as she speaks. I was also struck by her interest in Wheel of Fortune, but you'll hear more about that later. Stay tuned, and don't forget to check Natalie out at wordsmeetwalls.com and her Instagram of the same name. And also, please, if you can, support our podcast by reviewing it, following us on social media at Take Some Time Off Podcast, and my personal account, which will keep you up to date uh, more frequently at Veg and the City, spelled like Veg and the City. Okay. Here comes Natalie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? It's been like, I mean, what, we graduated like 10 years ago? Literally 10 years. Yeah. And when did you move to New York? Um, so this is like my third-ish time living here. I moved back here in February of 2017, so like two years ago. Two years ago? Okay, yeah. that's crazy. I can't believe we didn't overlap, although I was... I was there for five years, for five years, um, but I left this fall. So maybe we were only there at the same time for like a year and a half. Yeah. Were you in Brooklyn too? Mm -hmm. So I did two years in New York. I moved to Korea and then I came back to New York. When I came back, I was just like, I was so excited and I was like, New York is like my home, like my truest home ever. And then I just like started to feel really overwhelmed with it. And I think I was just already feeling really overwhelmed. Um, and just like, I don't know, there's some aspects of it that I couldn't get over. Like, eat, like the, the same things that I loved so much Like I loved the subway. I loved like all the different people. And then all of a sudden I was just like, I can't like handle it all. Yeah. Um, so I moved to Utah just, um, that's so cool. yeah, that's where I am now, which is insane. How do you like it? It's good. I love it. Like I wanted to move back and I felt like I wasn't done the last time I moved away. Yeah. Um, there's so much like opportunity here and just like so much going on. And I do love like the diversity of the city. Um, I am contemplating moving again just because like, you know, that's, I feel like that happens to me every time my like lease yes. renewal comes around. I'm like, Oh, like maybe I'll move somewhere. For sure. Yeah. So we'll see.
Okay, I'm going to ask you questions now. Cool. <laughs> Answer normally. <laughs> I'm really excited though because um, have I've had just about enough of me talking to myself on my <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get started. So can you just tell our listeners one thing about yourself? Um, or no, tell us about yourself in general, like where you came from yeah. and what you're doing. And then one thing that we might not know about you. So I'm Natalie Reese. I currently live in New York City after moving around a bit. I've lived in Chicago and San Francisco and London, but back here in New York. I'm from Columbus, Ohio, of course, um, and I work in social media marketing right now, um, but I also am the creator of Words Meet Walls, which is a fun creative project on Instagram where I do calligraphy with quotes and then find really cool, interesting like street art walls to pair it with. Um, and then I also just graduated from yoga teacher training and am starting to look into finding yoga teacher roles. Awesome. And then a thing that people might not know about me. Um, I thought about this beforehand and I'm like, I feel like I am such an open book and talk about everything <laughs> all the time. And I don't know why this was the thing that came to my head where I was like, I actually really don't think people know this about me. And it's kind of new. I recently have become like very obsessed with Wheel of Fortune. I'm serious. <laughs> I, get, <laughs> I get so excited when I'm home by 730 to watch Wheel of Fortune. And then, like, I like to think I'm, like, pretty good at it, actually. And so okay. now I have this new goal that I, like, really want to get on Wheel of Fortune. My roommates, like, laugh at me because I get so worked up, like, watching the contestants. Like, if they don't know the answer when I know the answer, I'm like, how is it not clear? Like, it's clearly that. Um, so that's, like, my new obsession. I feel like you could definitely get on there. You <laughs> You just have to show up, right? And then they pick someone. I don't know. I thought you had to audition. I haven't even looked into it, but now I'm really going to look into it. <gasps> yeah, it's awesome. And that's the one where you spin the big wheel, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it from, like, my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start watching that, like, I swear. <laughs> so sweet. Um, okay, sweet. And we were just talking a little bit before about, um, like, kind of my story of taking mm -hmm. time off for myself and moving. Yeah moving as a way to do that. But what does this take some time off mean for you? And how do you, how do you manage to take time for yourself? Yeah. So right now I'm kind of at an interesting point in life where I've been working at Birchbox, um, the beauty subscription service for a little over two years on the social media and content team. And it has been such an amazing experience and I've learned a ton. Um, but something started just like changing in me towards the end of the year where I started doing my yoga teacher training and I was like so in love with that and I just like had this feeling nothing like against Birchbox or anything but I just started having this feeling where I'm like I want to explore these other passions that I have in both like yoga and words meet walls um so I like got this crazy idea one day that I was like I'm gonna walk in and I'm gonna ask my manager if I can start going part-time in 2019 and like it makes so much sense I'll be there three days a week and then I'll be off and then I can explore and figure all that stuff out so I asked my manager and I was really surprised by how receptive she was and um, how open she was to like trying to figure it out and um, work out a situation with HR so I ended up coming to an agreement that at the beginning of March is when I officially went part-time so I'm currently working 
um, a little under 30 hours a week at Birchbox and I'm there the first um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'm taking Thursdays and Fridays off That's to awesome. look for yoga teaching positions and also do words, meet walls a little bit more. Um, but then I will be leaving Birchbox at the end of April, um, so beginning of May. So I think that is kind of like looming over my head too. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to support myself come May? And, and like, what am I really doing this for? Um, yeah. So, so I'm taking the time off right now to try to figure that out, like to wow. try to see where I'm meant to be like come May and, and just taking a few months to play around. Yeah, that's amazing. That's like also very high stakes. So it's like really brave of you <laughs> to do that. Do you like, how do you feel? Does it feel good? Are you, I mean, I'm sure it's a mix of things. Yeah, I feel, I feel good. So when I first came up with the idea, I felt like elated. I was so excited and I was like, this is truly the best idea ever. And then when it came time for me to like fully make the decision of saying, yes, I will go part-time. I was so scared. I, the day that I had to make the decision, I live really close to my office and I walked home during lunch and I just like cried for an hour (laughs) because I was so scared. And I was like, I I don't know if this is the right thing. Like I like my job and I'm like about to just like give it up to just see like what else is out there. And so I was really scared. Um, And then after it happened, you feel a bit of relief. Like, of course, like once you make a decision, it it feels better. Um, And then now being actually in the part-time process, this is only my third week technically of being um, in this part-time process. And it's good. It's, it's like hard because on one hand, I don't know if it's just our culture of like wanting to feel really productive and accomplished. I'm like, could I be doing this all still with my full-time job? But, but then it's nice because I feel like I have enough energy and I'm not over exhausting myself. Um, but then it's hard too, because so many people know that I'm doing it. So then every time when I come back to work, people are like, so have you found a yoga job yet? And I'm like, no. <laughs> um, and then the other thing too, now being in this, this period of time, of course, like I said, like May is not that far away for me. It's only two months away. So that I'm thinking about like supporting myself and I'm starting to look for full-time jobs again. And I'm like, but wait, is this what I'm, what I'm doing this like little hiatus for? So I think there's a lot of just like open-ended questions and I'm trying to just like take every day as a new day and and work through it and just pursue things and see where I land and just like trust that yeah whatever it's meant to be will be that's awesome I think that just the fact that you've been so like intuitive and you've listened so carefully to like what you need um I'm sure that it'll work out because I feel like it has to (laughs) when you're like you know when you're when you're setting yourself up that way and like asking for what you want. I, I do think that it happened. So that's really sweet. We'll have to check back in with you. Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say that this is actually the second time I've done this. Like my friends are joking where they're like, okay, so every two years you're like quitting your job and just like figuring it out. <laughs> but so about oh, a little over two years ago, I was living in San Francisco and I was working for a different company, a really large company. And I was working in a sales position and I was super unhappy. Um, And that's when I created Words Meet Walls and like found yoga. So there's like a lot of positives within it, but I was so unhappy in my job. And I ended up just like really spontaneously quitting my job. I quit my job and then living in San Francisco, I was like, oh my God, wait, 
I don't have a job and like rent's due and rent is really expensive. Yeah. So I decided to just move and I, I took some time to travel because I was like, I'd rather spend that money on travel than rent. Um, and then I ended up on my sister's couch in Chicago um, for three months, which she loved and hated at the same time. We're very different. She's like so organized and I'm not organized. So yeah. I had to start like folding my dirty clothes just so it like didn't look like a crazy <laughs> mess in her living room. Yeah. Um, but that time off was really challenging actually. I feel like I wasn't yet ready for that. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't as much that I was building on. Like I wasn't yet like registered in yoga teacher training. I hadn't really built words, meet walls that much. And so I felt like I was spending my, a lot of my days a little lost and confused where this time around feels a little bit better where I feel structured and I feel like I actually have things to do. And I'm like setting meetings with myself as if it's like a normal work day rather than just like sitting on the couch and, you know. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's, those are some awesome tips too. Is that like, um, and that's definitely something I found too, is that like just like setting out like blanket time for yourself mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily help. Um, and I, I feel like I've definitely like fallen into a trap of like watching Netflix. If I like have a fan something, you know, or like, I don't know, scrolling through Instagram or whatever. But if you like use the time really thoughtfully, like not necessarily like to get stuff done, but just to like, um, be intentional about what you're doing with your time. I think that, yeah, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Wow. So you've really taken some time off <laughs> very literally. Very cool. So this is something that I have struggled with a lot and I'm wondering if it's relevant to you at all, but just figuring out how to balance like your need for wellness, like generally, and like your need for, you know, living in each moment versus like being really productive in the moment and also like working towards future goals. And I feel like you kind of, it's a hard thing to hold them both. I'm just wondering how you tackle that. Yeah. So it's interesting. And like we were talking about earlier, so at my yoga teacher training, um, the founder of where I went at Laughing Lotus, her name's Dana, and she's just really amazing. And one thing that I struggle with, like, it's a word that I don't love, to be honest, is discipline. Like, I don't know why I just like, when I hear that word, I'm like, oh, like, it kind of just makes my skin crawl a little bit. Um, and she was saying, she kept saying that discipline leads to freedom. And I was like, I have to figure out like, why, like what she means by that. Because for me, I am not always, but I like to think that I'm more of like a free spirit and like go with the flow and like, just by being a free spirit, you'll get to where you need to be. And sometimes she's coming with this different mindset of like, you need to be disciplined to lead to freedom. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, how, how is that? It seems so counterintuitive. Um, so I, I've taken that to heart and tried to figure it out a little bit more. Um, and I think it actually really has helped me of also just keeping yourself accountable and setting goals for yourself, but not being like mad at yourself if you don't meet them. But like with yoga, I try to make a goal of at least going to yoga class like four times a week. And that's like my discipline like that. I just feel like I'm accountable for it. If it doesn't happen, that's okay. If it happens more, that's great. Um, but just trying to keep myself on track and having like steady weekly goals or kind of like setting up schedules like we were talking about before. So then I know that right now I have Thursday and Friday to like really work on 
applying to yoga positions or doing words meet walls. And so just being a little bit more structured and a bit more disciplined and trying to say no to the things that in the moment feel really fun and I might rather be doing. Um, But it is a balance. And I think the biggest thing is doing what feels good to you and, and noticing when you start to feel a little off kilter. Um, like I feel like I have friends where I've seen them start to get a little bit off kilter where they start getting really, really into their job, which is amazing, but then they're not making time for themselves to go to the gym or eat healthy or explore other hobbies that they're interested in. Um, and I think that is really sad and challenging because you're, you're not taking a moment to just like listen to yourself and try to figure out like who your authentic self is. Um, I think I'm going on a bit of a tangent, but <laughs> you got it. I was, I totally, the, one of the biggest things that stuck out to me during teacher training was tapas, right? Like, um, yeah. burning passion or like burning discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone listening wants to look it up, Sanskrit T A P A S, but, um, definitely that was like one thing that struck me immediately was like, Oh my God, I like, I didn't know that like discipline or like, uh, like, a, like this fire aspect, like had anything to do with yoga. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yoga is like so chill. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but yeah, like you don't get, you can't accomplish like what, like our bodies and our minds have like lots of tendencies that aren't the best for us. And unless we really do have like clear intentions, Mm -hmm. um, we don't necessarily accomplish the things that we want to accomplish or just feel the way that we want to feel. So I totally get that. That's like one thing I've been working on a ton too. And like one thing for me has been trying to meditate every day. And that's something I've been like setting for myself for literally years. And I just finally like fingers crossed in the past, like, two months have been able to do it like every day and I do feel like way better right but it was like yeah. I didn't want to and like when I wake up in the morning I'm like right. I don't feel like it but like having done it now I it's totally worth it um so I feel like what one thing that came out and what you were saying was like the mindset and kind of the intention behind what you're doing makes a huge difference so like it's awesome to work hard if you know why you're doing it and if you feel right. like like it's the right path for you, but it doesn't make sense to work hard and like disregard your whole wellness, like in your whole rest of your life, if it's not, um, serving you. Right. Awesome. Okay. So the other question, kind of a spin off of that is about burnout culture. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked about it a little bit in a past podcast. Plus I just feel like it's everywhere, but this idea that, um, especially millennials, but really everybody like, uh, especially in America, um, is used to this idea of like working ourselves until we like just can't work anymore until yeah. we lost all motivation. So what does burnout culture mean to you? And do you think it's important to challenge it? Do you challenge it? Yeah. I look at burnout culture kind of in two different ways. So again, being based in New York and I feel like I'm not really sure. <laughs> like I feel so warped in New York. Like I'm not really sure what the rest of the world is yeah. like. In terms of working, but um, it's really interesting to me about the culture of work here and like how we view workers as almost superior if they're 
spending all of their time on their job. And that makes me a little sad. Like I feel like at my job, um, if I leave like a little bit before anyone else, even if I'm there like pretty late, even if if I'm the first one to leave, I'll always say something like, okay, but I'll be back online later. And it's like, but why can't you just be done for the day? Why can't you just go have your life? You don't have to get back on because you feel guilty that you're leaving 30 minutes to an hour before people. Um, And so I think that's really hard. And like you view the people who work on the weekends and you're like, wow, they're so devoted. They clearly like love this job. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're the best at your job. And it doesn't mean that you're bad at your job either. It's just, just because you're spending all of your waking moments doing the job that might be the one that you're getting paid for rather than like your passions or hobbies. Um, I don't know if that's what we should be priding people on. Um, I think it's pretty cool when people can have their job and do well in it and then also be um, like juggling other things that they love. I don't even like the word juggling, but like doing other things that they like and investing in themselves. Um, But then there's this other way that I look at burnout culture as well, where So in the job that I was in that I left about three years ago or so, two years ago, um, in that job, I felt like I wasn't necessarily overexerting myself. Like when I was done, I was done. Like I went home, I was done. I went on my runs. I did whatever I wanted. I didn't sign back on at night. Um, But yet I was so exhausted. And I was like, how am I so exhausted in this job that like, I feel like I'm actually working less hard than I did in other jobs. Yeah. And then I found this quote and I'm not going to be able to like articulate it perfectly, but um, it was something to the effect of like burnout doesn't necessarily mean that you're working yourself to the bone. Sometimes burnout means that you're working for something that you just don't resonate with. And that's how I felt about the job that I was in. I was like, I'm still spending 40 to 50 hours a week. I'm not like spending a crazy amount of extra hours doing it, but the hours that I am spending doing it are not my most, my most passionate. And so it's making me exhausted. Um, So I think there's kind of that flip side of burnout as well. Yeah. I love that. That also makes me think about words meet walls and like how that came to be, by the way, I think it's, Uh um, but, uh, and you described it, but just everyone should look it up at words meets walls on Instagram, but it's just like, um, an account where Natalie writes these really beautiful quotes with calligraphy and then backs them against some really cool artwork. And there's a lot of it in New York, especially. And then um, she also like kind of adds to her own quotes with her own thoughts, which are often very insightful. Um, But how did that come to be? How did, was that like a way to kind of counteract how you were feeling at your first job? Yeah, absolutely. So again, finding kind of like the good and the bad. I look back on that time when I was in that job and I was like, but it brought me so much because I was so unhappy that I was trying to find happiness other places. Yeah. So in my role at the time, like I said, it was a sales position and there really wasn't a lot of creativity. And I definitely feel like I'm someone who needs a bit of creativity in my life in certain ways. And maybe I didn't even realize it until I got into that job as well, where I felt like there was kind of like zero percent creativity. So I was a few months into the role and I was just um, feeling that tiredness, feeling the need for something else. And kind of like by fate, I came across this book um, called The Crossroads of Should and Must by El Luna. I highly recommend it. It's a super quick read. I actually had heard her speak at a conference a few years prior 
um, but never picked up her book, to be honest. I thought she was so intriguing and really interesting, but just hadn't picked up her book. So when I was in San Francisco um, and saw it, I got it and I read her book within like a day or two. It's, it's a pretty quick read. Um, and then I started following her on Instagram and it happened to be perfect timing as well, where um, a few days after I started following her, she was launching this thing called the 100 Day Project. And so the 100 Day Project, she encourages people to do one creative act every day for 100 days straight. Awesome. And she, yeah. And she encourages that it be within the same creative act, just so that you can really see yourself improve over that 100 days. Um, you don't have to post it on Instagram. You don't have to post it on Facebook. You don't have to make a separate account. It's just mm -hmm. something that she uh, wants people to do for themselves. So I was like, okay, I have to do this. Like, I just need to have this be how I'm adding creativity into my life. And I started thinking like, okay, what can I do? Like, I feel like I'm creative, but I'm not necessarily an artist. And I was like, well, I have pretty good handwriting <laughs> and I love quotes and I live in the most colorful city in the world. Um, like how can I make this all come together? And weirdly I had seen words meet walls in my head a few years prior, but like when it came to my head a few years prior, I was like, Oh, that's like a cool thought. But like what I'm not that has nothing to do with me right <laughs> back into my head in that moment and I was like oh my gosh I want to make that come to life finally so I remember I was living at the top of Knob Hill and I like ran down the hill and ended up at a Blick art store I think it was the first time I had ever walked into an art store honestly mm -hmm. and I found this notebook and I found some pens that I thought like might be good for calligraphy um and I started just doing like a quote every day and it's so funny because when I look back, I'm like, oh my God, it was like really bad. But, <laughs> but it's also fun to look back because I'm like, wow, like it's totally changed. and It's become this thing that um, I'm really proud of and I love seeing the progression of it. Yeah. So it really was an outlet for me in that time of being like, I am not creative at work. Like I need to find something else in my life. That's so sweet. Do you save all of your notebooks? Yeah, I have them right now in my bedroom on a shelf. I I don't know how many. I'll have to count. Someone asked me this recently. I have like 25 to 30 notebooks. That's amazing. Cool. That's so sweet. Yeah. And how has it evolved for you? Like, does it still feel like an outlet? Is it kind of, it seems like it's maybe progressing to something more. Yeah, so at first it was something I didn't want to put a lot of like attention. I don't want to say that I guess but at first when I created it I decided to make an Instagram account around it just because I was like it's gonna keep me more accountable and I'm gonna do it every day and like who knows like it's fun to like interact with people on social media and see what else they're creating um but then it started like really growing and people were resonating with it and like accounts were sharing it um but I still wasn't wanting to put a lot of pressure onto it I was like this is my side thing like I don't want to be financially dependent on it just because like I love it so much and I don't want to like turn it into something that's like inauthentic. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I felt that way for a while. And then I kind of started changing my tone a little bit when um, I felt like there was the opportunity to change in a way and grow it that was still authentic. So last year, Origin Magazine reached out to me and like wanted to feature it in their fall issue. And that was the first moment I really think where I was like, okay, if you're like able to get in a magazine, like clearly people are intrigued by this and you can make it into something bigger. Um, and like now's the moment, now's the momentum. So I am trying to figure out how to 
grow it in ways that resonate with me. So I really want to do a wall. Um, so I'm reaching out to a few places right now about doing a mural. Don't tell them, but like, I literally have no idea how to do a mural, but I'll figure it out and I'll make it work. Um, I would love to turn it into a book. Um, I want to do more prints. So yeah, it's definitely turned into more of something that I want to make as like a sustainable. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, that's awesome. And I I love the idea because that's something I think about a lot too with my Instagram account is like, I just don't want to lose the authenticity. And I feel like there's like such this weird like trade off because so much of Instagram is just like marketing, but it definitely doesn't feel like your account has lost any. And also listeners, you can buy Natalie's. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't ask for that plug, but thank you. (laughs) But for real, that's awesome. Um, Okay. We are drawing towards a close um, on our time limit on Zoom, (laughs) but um, I did want to know what, as like a yoga uh, instructor and as someone who values, you know, like having a balance of their time, do you have any favorite wellness tips or maybe products? I know you were in Birchbox, so I don't know what you got going on. Um, So I'm so impressed that you've gone two months of meditating every morning that is I'm like really trying to make that happen and it's so crazy like how hard it is mm-hmm. um so I use the calm app I don't know if you use an app or if you just like no but I've heard about calm yeah. yeah so I really like the calm app just because I feel like it gives me that like set amount of time it has quotes I clearly love quotes yep. um so trying to make that space in my mornings and again being like disciplined in the mornings when I'm like oh I don't want to do it or like I I should just go to work where I'm like, no, sit down for 10 minutes and do this because it really does change how I feel the rest of the day and how I react to things or respond to things. So that's one thing that I'm trying to get more in the habit of, um, as well as again, a really bad habit I'm trying to break in the mornings is just not looking at my phone, like immediately scrolling through my phone. And so I'm not perfect at that. I'm trying to not use I'm trying to set it further away from my bed or like outside of my room. Um, that's a habit that I'm trying to cultivate right now. That's not (laughs) perfect, but uh, working on it. And then my biggest thing though, and I tell this to a lot of people, I really think journaling, although it's maybe not always viewed as like a wellness thing necessarily, I think it brings me so much clarity and peace. Um, I don't journal every day, but there's days where I'm like, oh my God, I, I need to just journal and, and get out my thoughts. And I feel like it brings me a lot of clarity and um, helps me to get to the answers that I need to get to, where I feel like, again, we live in this culture where we're like constantly scrolling through our phones or like running around feeling like we have to do a hundred different things. But when it's just me sitting with my journal in my room and like a candle lit, um, you're kind of only there with your thoughts, which it's nice to have those moments. I feel like they're actually semi-rare. Yeah, for sure. And I I feel like journaling can also be a form of of meditating in that way. And I also like that a lot of your ideas are things that are like works in progress slash like imperfect, because that's something I have like been realizing more and more is like, we are not like robot, like humans. So like, we can't do the same thing every day. And we can't like, 
discipline is really important, but it also has to be balanced with like an understanding of our humanity. So I totally feel you. Okay. The last and maybe most important question is (laughs) you have one quote out of all the quotes in your 26 notebooks that you would leave us with. (laughs) This is so hard because obviously I have so many quotes that I love. Um, but there's one quote that I've loved even before words meet walls that I've always just really, really resonated with. And I think I found it like towards the beginning of college. Um, it's an Eleanor Roosevelt quote and it's the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. And I just really love that quote. I love that it's about following your dreams. I love that it's about finding the beauty within your dreams. Um, and of course is a bit future focused as well. So. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Okay. So I am so excited for you and, and like so excited to hear what, what comes out of all your stuff. And I also, I'm really excited to connect because I think that we have like a lot in common. I know. Yeah. And for people listening, Maeve and I went to high school together. So. Yeah. We went to high school together and then haven't seen each other since like probably graduation. Yeah. So this um, is really fun to be able to like Skype and see you right now and catch up. And seriously, we do have so much in common and it's nice to uh, reconnect. Yeah. Yeah. We should definitely keep in touch. And um, I don't know. Thank you so much. Is there anything else? Let's see that we need to say. Um. I feel, I mean, you know, I got in that plug about Wheel of Fortune, so. (laughs) That's out there, and they're, like, the producers are listening now, and (laughs) they're sending it, and they're emailing you (laughs) as we speak. Awesome. Okay, that was Natalie Reese with words meet walls. She's amazing. I hope that you learned something from this conversation. I absolutely did. I wanted to end with a quick update from Natalie. I checked in with her the other day and she recently got a new job as social media manager for a meditation app. It's a startup app. It hasn't even started yet. So she's on to more exciting and of thrilling things and brave as always. So um, she promised to keep us up to date and I will do the same. So if you follow me on Take Some Time Off podcast and Vig and the City, um, I'll keep you updated on Natalie and then don't forget to follow her work on Words Meet Walls. All right. Have a beautiful, amazing couple of weeks and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thanks.